Formerly, we had another brand in the market who really had amazing success developing young leaders across North America. And you can point to so many people that they developed and well done, College Pro. And so now we are 10 times the size of any other of our competitors across Canada, um, if you look at Student Works West and Student Works East. So, you know, I know our leaders, our district managers, just are taking that as 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 again a real a real challenge, a real obligation, more weight that we really have to perform. Welcome to the Leaders of Tomorrow podcast. My name is Chris Thompson, your host of the show and the head coach of the Student Works Management Program. This is a show dedicated to young and ambitious entrepreneurs and ultimately the leaders of tomorrow. Each week, we will bring you an inspiring interview or message to help you create the future you know you deserve. Let's get started. Hey, leaders. Thanks for joining me. Welcome to the Leaders of Tomorrow podcast. I wanted to talk about something that happened last fall and is is significant, and that is that our major competitor in our marketplace, uh, College Pro Painters, has stopped operating. And uh, I wanted to talk about how we look at that situation and how we see that, because I think it's different than most companies would see that situation. So to give you some background, um, College Pro Painters was the original student painting company in the marketplace. They got started in the 70s by a guy by the name of Greg Clark. Um, and that business grew rapidly uh, across North America. Um, and in 1989, when, when I became a partner in this business, um, Jay Hennick bought College Pro Painters, the business across North America. and he combined it with his pool business and took the business public. Uh, Jay was a lawyer as well as a business person and uh, was, was involved in a lot of mergers and acquisitions. And uh, he felt like, well, why don't I do this with my own business? And his concept, as I best understand it, is he believed that first service brands were more valuable than other brands and that there was an opportunity to go buy other brands, you know, at private multiples, three to five times, six times earnings, and then sell it in the marketplace at 10 times earnings, you know, and, you know, you can do the math. Well, five times multiple, 10 times multiple. Well, that makes sense. If I can successfully buy private businesses at five times multiple and sell it in the marketplace at 10 times multiple, as an example, my business is going to grow. Well, over 30 years, Jay Hennick's businesses grew. He is also, at the same time, he invested in Colliers International, one of the largest uh, property management and commercial property management businesses in the world. So not only did he develop First Service, he also developed Colliers as, as CEO of both of those. He is a multi-billionaire, really just a legend in Canadian business. Uh, in 2018, he was... Uh, named Canada's top CEO by Canadian Business. Uh, he was given the Order of Canada and just a remarkable, remarkable success story. So College Pro was one of those businesses that competed, uh, what, that he was running, and that was the specific business that competed against us. Other businesses that 
that were under that brand, Paul Davis, which was a restoration company, um, Certipro Painters, massive painting company, hundreds of millions, um, Nutrilon Systems, and a number of other brands. So they really, really did amazingly well. One of my really close friends, and I won't say who, um, said, hey, I know Jay. He's a great guy. And why don't I get you guys together for lunch or I can have you over to the house? I said, absolutely not. <laughs> I don't want Jay Hennick ever thinking of my business um, was always my take. So, um, you know, we don't need uh, somebody so smart, somebody so amazing to be uh, thinking about us. And frankly, the reality is I don't think Jay Hennick ever really thought much about our business and understandably given all the things he needed to think about. And so over time in, in speaking with the senior leaders of that organization and, and, and just kind of seeing what they needed to do and create, I think it just became clearer and clearer that the opportunities that they had were just so much bigger, so much better than a student painting company. You know, some of the things that I'd heard is they had identified that it took three times longer to train students to paint homes, to train students to sell and market and recruit, you know, um, just three times longer to do that. And there were no pickups in real efficiency in the business. And it's funny how we look at that. We look at that as, isn't it amazing that we're just training our students in so much, so much more, so many more mindset concepts, so many more sales concepts, so many more marketing concepts. And yes, I guess there's no question we need to, to compete in the marketplace the way we are competing, but we're kind of playing a different game. And um, we take this opportunity or situation as a, as a real, a real challenge, um, a real obligation for what we're up to. And that is developing amazing young students. So formerly we had another brand in the market who really had amazing success developing young leaders across North America. And you can point to so many people that they developed and well done college pro. And so now we are 10 times the size of any other of our competitors across Canada. Um, if you look at Student Works West and Student Works East. So, you know, I know our leaders, our district managers just are taking that as, as, as again, a real, um, a real challenge, a real obligation, more weight that we really have to perform. You know, and, and yes, it probably does make it a little bit easier on campuses because they're not there looking to recruit other students like we are. It does make it easier in lots of communities where people will, in the past, look for student works and look for college pro estimates at the same time. And that, you know, they won't be on streets painting people's homes so that there's an opportunity for us to go and gain more, more business. But we're not celebrating here. Um, we're just ramping up our game, finding new ways to make a difference, to create value for our students, uh, to do better and do better and do better, um, because that's really what we're up to. And of course, in process, yes, we're selling more paint jobs. Yes, our averages are going up. Yes, our operators are making more money. But um, the game we're playing is developing 
amazing young leaders. And that's also what we're up to here on the Leaders of Tomorrow podcast. We're, we're sharing what we hope is great takeaways, things that can help young leaders think differently about their future. So if you know any, any young leaders, please send them to our podcasts. If you know any young leaders, please send them to us, studentworks.com slash apply. You know, if you're interested, you could also just send me an email at chris at leaderspodcast.ca. And I thank you for listening and have an absolutely fantastic day. Thank you so much. Hey, leaders, I hope you enjoyed this episode. By now, you are aware that we work with ambitious students every single year to not only help them run their first successful business, but to further their development as a leader and give them an unfair advantage in the future over their counterparts. It's why starting now and only for the next few weeks, we'll be on campuses across Ontario, Quebec, and the East Coast interviewing students who think they have what it takes to start their first business and get started down their path of entrepreneurship. If you think you have what it takes or know someone who might be interested, visit leaderspodcast.ca slash apply and start your application process today. Once again, it's leaderspodcast.ca slash apply. And I can't wait to see you on the other side.